When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Vanderbilt Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. In the Music City, I'm your host, Matt Perkins. Anchor down. On today's show, we're going to be striking up the band and talking about the Spirit of Gold, Vanderbilt's marching band, and its unique place amongst SEC bands. I'll be interviewing good friend Ashley Croft, who was a clarinet player in the band for four years. But before we get started, we have to remember to... All right, let's get on with the show. On today's show, we are joined by my good friend and Vanderbilt marching band alum, Ashley Croft. Ashley, thanks so much for being here with me today. Yeah, it's great to be here. So, uh, Ashley, for all the audience out there, can you just quickly introduce yourself when you went to Vandy, what you played in the marching band, what you're doing these days? Yeah, so I was a clarinet player with the Spirit of Gold um, from 2004 to 2008. I graduated from Vanderbilt in 2008, and uh, I majored in elementary ed, and now I am an elementary school principal here uh, with Metro Nashville Public Schools. Wonderful. Thank you, Ashley. And so you played clarinet. How long did you play clarinet before you came to Vanderbilt? Yeah, so my dad is actually a band director. He was a middle and high school band director for my whole life. So I started playing clarinet, um, I think I was in the fourth fifth grade um, when I first started playing and then I played all through middle school high school and then ultimately I also played in college obviously yeah that's awesome did you march when you were in high school before coming to Vanderbilt yeah so the um, I didn't go to one of those like powerhouse marching band high schools there are a few around and mine was not one of them we were more known as a concert band sort of program. Um, but we did march. We had a big football program. And so um, we went to various marching competitions and that kind of thing in high school. But it wasn't um, one of the what you might call more serious marching band programs. Um, yeah. So what drew you to continue to march in college? Because obviously, as an elementary ed major, you had a lot of commitments, not just in school, but also throughout other things within college life. I know you volunteered a lot, were heavily involved in your sorority. So what made you like pitch into the time commitment that's required to do marching band? Yeah, so when I was looking at colleges, um, I, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher and I knew that I loved music. I knew that I loved playing clarinet, but I knew that I did not want to be a music teacher. So I went into college initially um, as a double major at Vanderbilt. I was majoring in clarinet performance and um, elementary education. So that was kind of my initial in with the marching band. Um, But I also, and I tell kids this, you know, the kids that I work with, I tell them all the time, you know, I got into Vanderbilt because I was a clarinet performance major and getting, that was my, 
um, you know, way to get in. I had a well-rounded resume and that sort of thing. And I really loved playing the instrument. Um, and I started off my first couple of semesters also doing the wind ensemble and things like that over at the Blair School of Music and realized that um, I could not physically and emotionally and mentally um, do all of the practicums that were required of us as education majors and all of the practicing um, and various ensembles that were required of us as um, music majors, as well as the marching band. So I ultimately decided to drop that clarinet performance major, but the marching band was still a way for me to play my instrument, which I loved. Um, I loved sports. I really wanted to go to a, an SEC school or a school with kind of a, a bigger sports program than um, some of the other schools that I might have considered. And so it was a way for me to keep, um, you know, keep that, keep that tie to music, um, but also doing some of the things that I loved. Well, speaking of big sports and SEC bands, I would imagine that the Vandy band is very different than being in, say, the, you know, the million dollar band at Alabama or something like that. I would imagine the experience is very different. How do you compare your experience at Vandy with, I know you have friends who've marched at other SEC schools. What, is, what, what are some of the big differences there? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, being from Tennessee, a lot of my friends went to UT. They have a super, um, super competitive marching band up there. Um, and it was a very different experience. And I think that's part of what I really enjoyed about it. You know, we, um, one of the things that a lot of people don't know about the Spirit of Gold is that it's not just Vanderbilt students in the band. So um, Vanderbilt being the smallest SEC school by far, there's not a huge um, student body to draw from. It's also a very academically focused school. So kids, you know, are a little bit less likely to be involved in some of the um, extracurriculars like marching band. So um, we have students from Belmont, Lipscomb, Trevecca, uh, National State, Ball State, um, you name it, and there are there's probably a student um, from that school in our band, with the exception of TSU, because they have their own amazing, amazing marching band program, um, which is much more serious than than Vanderbilt's. Um, so I think that's one of the things that really sets us apart. Um, the other thing that not a lot of people know is that there is not a uh, scholarship for participating in the marching band at Vanderbilt, whereas you know, at some of the other um, SEC schools, you have kids that are there with, you know, half their tuition is being paid with their participation in the marching band. And that just isn't something that Vanderbilt has to offer. Um, most of the time, our scholarships, we host a, a marching competition um, on an off weekend in the fall for, for high school bands. And that's how we raise money for our scholarships. So I would say most of the years that I was in the band, I got somewhere between three to six hundred dollars was my scholarship quote-unquote for participating in the band so that's another thing that really sets it apart is that financial incentive isn't as hefty as it is at some other SEC schools I would say most other SEC schools um, from what I have experienced and, and known well so talking about that you know uh Obviously, it's a very different experience, but it's still the same amount of time commitment. So what was your what was your standard week like as a member of the marching band, let's say in season and during football season? Yeah, during football season, um, we practiced typically two hours a day, three days a week. 
Um, and then game day is a huge time commitment, um, especially if it's an 11 a.m. kickoff. Those are the worst because, you you know, on game day we practice um, – again, a fourth time that week before the, the game. Um, and, you know, we're, we're there marching through Vandyville, um, which wasn't a thing when I was in school, but marching through the, the parking lot um, and the tailgaters and that kind of thing um, ahead of time too. So game days are a really big commitment in addition to those, those three times a week practices. What did you do to get yourself like pumped up for game day, especially for those 11 a.m. kickoffs, which I'm sure you had to be up at like five or six in the morning for? Yeah, we have to get up really early for those. I mean... Game day is just so exciting in, you know, and a lot of, I think the performance aspect of it for, for halftime is really fun, but it also being in the band, you do feel a more a part of the action, so to speak, than you do as a fan, you know, now as a season ticket holder, I can cheer, but there's no, you know, I'm not with 200 other people playing a song that um, can really amp up the crowd and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of inherently exciting. Um, and especially the shows, the halftime shows that we would get really excited about. It's, you know, band kids tend to like nerd out over the music that they're playing or what the theme for the halftime show is. Well, yeah, that's actually what I wanted to ask you about next was, yeah. do you have a favorite themed halftime show? Cause I know you guys do a, you know, a different medley every week. So what, yeah, so what, what I, were some of your favorites? My, I always wanted to do a Bon Jovi halftime show and I would pitch it every year because the last show of the season um, traditionally is the student show. So the students in the band pick the, um, you know, the theme, they write all the, the drill, they write the music, um, or they'll, you know, arrange the music, they don't write the music, but they, you know, arrange it. Um, and so every year I would pitch a Bon Jovi show and it never happened. And I was so mad that they did that. Um, the year after I graduated, the year we went to the Music City Bowl, um, which was a really cool experience to see. We had really good, we ended up with really good seats for that game. And I got to be, you know, right there on the sideline watching the band perform um, the show that I had always wanted them to do. So I would say that one stands out, even though it's not one that I necessarily got to participate in. Well, maybe someday they'll they'll do a reprise and, and bring you back onto the field for yeah, it. So. Every so often they let the alumni come back, so we'll see. Yeah, so did you do pep band as well for basketball games? Yeah, so that was actually part of the reason that um, I, I mean, not part of the, it was part of the reason that I did marching band. In order to participate in pep band for basketball season, you did have to be um, a member of Spirit of Gold in the fall for football season. Um, and, you know, another thing that is a little bit unique about the Vanderbilt pep band is that they have woodwinds, so clarinet, flute, saxophone, um, in their pep bands, a lot of pep bands, you'll find just brass instruments, um, because they want that big, loud, um, sound. If you can only have, you know, 20 or 30 people in the band, um, inside a basketball arena. So that was exciting to me as a clarinet player to be able to participate in that um, pep band. And that was where we got to do a lot of travel and that kind of stuff, which, which was really fun. Yeah. So where did you go now for now for spirit of gold, you guys would travel to bowl games, I believe, but would you travel to any other uh, away games? Um, so we would go to one away game per season. You know, when I was in college, we had not been to a bowl game since, I believe, 1986. Um, I was not there for the Music City Bowl. Um, so we, I never got to go to a bowl game. But we would travel during football season, usually um, one away game per season. The 
favorite memory was beating UT um, in Knoxville, Jay Cutler, Earl Bennett. Um, we were there for that. I actually sprained my ankle celebrating because it was so much fun. <laughs> um, but we would go, I think we went to Tennessee a couple times. We went to Gainesville once. Um, and then we went to Lexington one time. So never like big travel. Most of the big travel came um, with pet band and our basketball teams being in um, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So you guys would travel with them to the tournaments, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we would go to the SEC tournament um, and then any NCAA games that they went to. There were a couple years when we hosted NIT games and we were able to go to those when they were um, at Memorial. But if the NIT games were away, the band did not travel just because of the expense. Of course. Of course. So speaking of, of game day, whether it's football or basketball, what are your favorite game day traditions as a member of the Spirit of Gold? Yeah. Um, you know, I love the Star Walk. I still go every chance I get um, just because it's such an exciting um, kind of atmosphere when you're right there um, between McGugan and the stadium and seeing the players come out. And they've added a lot in the time since since I was in the band too, you know, carrying the anchor and that sort of thing. But um, that whole atmosphere right before the game is definitely, definitely one of my favorite things. Um, and I love being in it with the fans too. Um, and now as a fan, I love still being able to go and, and be a part of that. Um, and I would say other, the other kind of lesser known one is um, at, after the games are over, the band marches back to the, the MRH, the music rehearsal hall that's right there by the stadium. Um, and we will always circle up and play the alma mater one more time. Um, and it's just a really cool experience because they, you know, we end every game with dynamite and the alma mater. Um, most people are like walking out of the stadium at that time. So most people don't hear it, but then being back at the MRH after kind of the adrenaline of game day and whatever the outcome of the game. And you're also just exhausted by that point. Um, but circling up and playing the, the alma mater and being able to, there's one part where the band drops out and um, everyone sings one of the verses um, and hearing just these, you know, all the, the music majors and the, the choral people singing and their multi-part harmonies. is just a really beautiful kind of moving experience. Um, to is that open out. to the public or is that just for like yeah, musicians? I mean, no, you're just, if you've ever walked past the MRH, like going back towards, um, like back towards um, West End, like by that McDonald's, you know, it's, you may have seen it. It's open to the public. Um, I mean, it's not really like for the public, but there's always people walking by because we're just on the street. That's really cool. That's really cool. So how do you think being a member of the Spirit of Gold Band shaped your Vanderbilt experience? Well, I mean, I think, gosh, it's been so integral for me and just like lifelong friendships and that sort of thing, which, you know, people say about a lot of different organizations. Um, but I, I think it also gave me insight into a side of Vanderbilt that I would not have experienced otherwise. Um, and kind of that dedication to my school that was giving a lot to me in the form of an education, um, but kind of being able to, to give back and like participate in that sort of way made me feel a lot more connected um, to the school, to the athletics department and that sort of thing. And I think it's definitely 
you know, I, th- I think back about it. I went to all the football games for several years after, and I was like, well, I remember the first home football game I missed because I had gone to so many, you know, all the home football games for like eight years in a row. Um, so I think that dedication that it develops and just the, um, I don't know, the experiences that you, that you have. I got to meet some really cool people, taught me a lot about multitasking and being able to juggle a lot of different things, which now comes in really handy as a school principal. Um, how to get a lot done when you have a lot of other commitments. Um, yeah, I think those are the big things. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, um, do you have uh, any, anything else you want to, uh, you, you want to add in about your experience as part of the band? Um, no, I think the only other thing that I would add is that, um, you know, the band program at Vanderbilt in the last few years has gone through various um, directors and various funding challenges. Um, You know, the way that the Vanderbilt band is funded is also different than some other schools. I believe now it's back under the athletics department. Um, But there was, there was a time when actually the band um, was, was going to be cut. Um, and there would no longer be a band at Vanderbilt. And so I would just say, you know, kind of like a public service announcement or maybe a, um, I don't know, an, an ask for people is to, to support the band, whether that is um, telling them how much you appreciate the hard work they put in because it can be a lot. Um, or if, you know, if people are looking to make monetary donations and that sort of thing, doing that because um, as our athletics department figures out um, what's important and, and shifts around priorities, one of the things that I would hate to see go to the wayside would be the band program. And Vanderbilt hasn't had a band for that long. I believe the Spirit of Gold started in 1985 when uh, Dr. Dwayne Sagan came. And he retired um, maybe eight or nine years ago. And since then, the program has kind of been in flux. Um, and so there's a lot of alumni supporting it, but as many Vanderbilt fans as can, can support the band and just even voicing their appreciation, um, I think is really, really important for the kids, um, and for the band program and for school spirit in general at Vanderbilt. Absolutely. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the marching band can go a long way to really getting people involved and invested in not just a, a, an individual game, but you know, the school in general. So, well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk. It's always fun to talk about my my old band days. Thanks for listening to the Believe in Vanderbilt Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anger down. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.